This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Good morning. It's Deep South Dining right here on MPB Think Radio. Malcolm White here with my buddy Carol Puckett. Hello, Carol. Good morning, Malcolm. It's springtime out there. It is, and it was so wonderful today. You will not believe what came on my radio, just random from my iPhone this morning. What was it? I listened to Mavis Staples on the way here this morning singing, Jesus is on the main line. Tell him and what then, you want. Yeah, and then uh, she she wound up and sang, I'll take you there. Mm. So. You, Mississippi you should be Winona, all, Mississippi. That's right. That's right. You so should be all inspired. This I, I am. I, I'm in a good mood. So I did a little planting over the weekend, just getting my beds in the front yard ready. I've started uh, putting a few things in the ground, checking on some of my stuff. Uh, I, I'm not. I don't grow vegetables because I prefer getting them from local farmers. And frankly, I haven't had that much luck. But I do love my flowers, and so. Uh, I've been digging in my beds, getting them ready. I changed out a, a few hydrangeas for these um, uh, these lily, what do they call lily whites or limelight limelights, so they can take more direct sun. Of the limelight so, so hydrangeas. To, yeah, so I had to move a few of those things around. But anyway, uh, Ren and I have been out digging in the yard, and uh, I love the springtime, uh, the coming of spring, the rites of spring, and of course the St. Patty's Parade is just around the corner. It's another thing that always signals the spring. So did you, uh, what'd you cook and eat this weekend, Carol? Well, I, I'm still kind of on the cast iron thing. Right. We talked about cast iron with our friend Amy Evans a few weeks ago. And I don't know about you, but so many people have come up to me and mentioned cast iron since then. Yeah. Uh, I ran into Jeff Good. Uh, from, you know, Bravo, Salon Mookie's, Broad Street, like the day after. And, you know, he'd said, hey, great topic. Uh, you know, he did steak in a cast iron pan that night in honor of uh, of Leanne talking about it. Yeah, yeah. And has has anybody mentioned it to you? Yeah, I've had several people talk to me uh, about the cast iron. You know, we have a couple, as we mentioned uh, at our house, we have a very small one for biscuits, and then we have a larger one for a steak or chicken or, you know, if you want a blackened shrimp or a piece of fish or something. So, and, and I'm fortunate, as we talked about, uh, that I have my grandmother. And uh, I have my grandmothers you. as well. So we're blessed so in, in so many ways because of that. Because they're seasoned. So seasoned. But I've, I've continued that, and this weekend I made a Creole cast iron grouper. Mm. It's our tradition Yikes. to eat fish on Friday night, and it would work with any thick fish, but you put your cast iron pan in the oven at, a, at I believe, 425 you know, for about 15 minutes while the oven's heating up, Right. and you brush the fish with a mixture of olive oil, uh, Creole seasoning, or your favorite seasoning, garlic, and a little Parmesan cheese, and I just kind of roll the fish around in it. Right. And then put the fillets in the cast iron pan and cooked them for about 10 minutes. And I have to say, they were delicious. Mm, grouper. Yeah. It did, you, was, did you get that from uh, I, John? I got it from our friend John at Dugan Seafood, the seafood truck. And we the reason, get him back on well, the show. Well, we really do. But he, he's, he's there every character. Thursday and Friday. So uh, <laughs> that's that's our, our 
Friday night supper every week is whatever kind of fish John has. So at our house uh, yesterday, we cooked uh, chicken kebabs. Uh, I, I made a fire and had some hickory wood and soaked it and got it all ready. And Kara marinated these uh, chicken kebabs in buttermilk and dill weed. And, and um, so I had to get the, the grill very hot so that that wouldn't stick to the grill. So um, I, first I grilled the vegetables, you know, peppers, tomatoes, onions, uh, all on skewers. And uh, I put those around the, the outside of my grill, let them start grilling, and then put the chicken in the middle and then threw the, uh, the hickory chips in there and let it smoke up for a while. But, you know, with with kebabs they don't need to cook very long so it i just sounds like you went kebab crazy <laughs> i've been kebabbing this weekend uh, malcolm what what kind of grill do you have i have a weber you know i have a weber it is tried and true you can't beat that and you know i understand people love these green eggs and they're the thing and they're hot and cool and and all that but i just haven't gone there i've just stayed i use charcoal briquettes a little bit of hickory and uh, and the weber right there uh so anyway so we had these great uh, grilled vegetables which we uh you know so just, how do you do your vegetables yeah cut them up put them on skewers and do you and brush toss them, them in olive oil absolutely olive oil salt pepper a little bit of mrs dash i like to use um and then just just put them on the grill and and let them char nicely turn them over a couple times but anyway that was a wonderful meal and then we we closed out our meal with uh leftover birthday cake, which I had, uh, Kara had made a Ponchatoula strawberry swirl cake. For your birthday. For my birthday. March 3rd. And then she made a uh, strawberry compote, and then uh, she made up some beautiful heavy whipping cream topping, and then we added ice cream to that. So I would have a piece of warm cake, a couple of scoops of ice cream, then the... uh, Strawberry compote over that, and and then the uh, beautiful heavy whipping topping, and uh, so I had my I think it was my last piece of that last night. But that was sure. Good. And who did you share your birthday with? With uh, the Webs, my daughter uh, Zita and her husband Webb, and uh, their two kids Wilder and Wren all came over, and Kara, of course. So we had a had a little family birthday party. They came over again last night for the for the grilled chicken. So. That's great to have you close at hand. Very nice. Well, I wanted to mention that I also worked on my biscuits again this weekend. Oh, good. And I'm hoping that we'll have some time in the show to talk about biscuits. And I want to give everybody out there a chance to be thinking because I really need some call-ins and Uh some advice. Some biscuit advice. Some biscuit advice. Well, I'm sure that our listeners, uh, some of them at least, are biscuit makers. There are probably some making them as we speak. As we speak. So this is your show. Today we're actually on open topic, which just means that we'll talk about anything you want to talk about. Feel free to call us. 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Open topic. We'll talk about anything your little hearts desire. You can shoot us an email at food at mpbonline.org. we got a lot of uh, biscuit talk coming up. And happy to take your questions and comments and recipes and suggestions. And where you been eating lately? i got two places that I've never tried before. They're on my list that friends shared uh, with me over the weekend. Always looking for 
fun new eateries in Mississippi. So we'll take a break. We'll come back, Carol and I, talk to you about Deep South Dining right here on MPB Think Radio. Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. Welcome back and a beautiful Monday morning to each and every one of you. Carol Puckett here with Malcolm White. Hello, Carol Puckett. Hello, Malcolm White. So we're going to talk about biscuits. We're going to talk about hot sauce and we're going to talk about mayonnaise and we're going to talk about events going on around the town and new places to eat. Uh, But I posted this morning uh, a photo of uh, my favorite hot, hot sauce and that's the crystal uh, sign that, as you see, as you're coming and going uh, in and out of New Orleans. And I said, my favorite hot sauce is Crystal. What about yours? And uh, Karen Aderer says Louisiana is certainly her favorite. Um, and then my buddy Jennifer Bro says, hey, different foods require different hot sauces. So don't get now stuck on one. Now that's sophisticated. That woman knows. She works in the, in the hot chicken business, so she knows. David Ray Morris, son of Willie Morris and great photographer friend of ours, says he's a crystal man and he lives in New Orleans. Uh, Ann Madden from uh, Bay St. Louis says she loves crystal, but she also loves the green Tabasco sauce, which is a... Now, I've had some green Tabasco. It, it's great. Mm-hmm. In fact, had it on some eggs recently. Yeah, I like it, too. The reason I like Crystal a little more is it's less hot. I prefer the flavor of the pepper and, and a little less heat. That's just Yeah, me. well, you don't... The pepper is not forward. It's not pepper forward. Ah. Let's see. Uh, Norman Sesson says, I prefer Louisiana hot sauce. Do not like Tabasco due to the fact that it dominates the flavor on any food you put it on. There's an opinion. There you go. Everybody's got their own opinion about hot sauce. Let's see. Jane Clare from uh, the coast says, Crystal is certainly mine. It's also the only sugar, Crystal Sugar, in case you needed to know that. She loves Crystal Sugars. If you have an opinion about hot sauce, we'd love to hear from you right here on Deep South Dining, one 672 there's Well, you ahead. know, all those comments are about southern hot sauces, mm-hmm. mainly Louisiana hot sauces. Y'all would love to hear people talk about the, some of the Mexican hot sauces and the Texas, that you see and uh-huh. the Texas hot sauces. Mm-hmm. Well, so, no, um, nobody's yeah, chimed nobody, in just yeah, yet. Nobody's standing up for those. So I heard about a couple of new places to eat this week around the state. One is Crow's Grocery in Bay Springs, Mississippi, right where the Tom Bigby River 
uh, and Highway 4 intersect. It's an old grocery store, and it's, uh, it's a catfish place. Uh, and I hear that the whole catfish is the way to go at Crow's Grocery in Bay Springs, Mississippi. I'm putting that one on my list for the next time I'm in Pickwick. I always go to the Catfish Hotel. Oh, yes, it's a tradition. But I think I'm going to try Crow's. And I just heard about a place in Ackerman that has supposedly some of the best beef brisket <clears throat> going. And at the name of it... Uh, is escaping me right now, but it's Sonny's, and and it's not the Sonny's chain that that we know about, but it's Sonny's uh, Barbecue in Ackerman, Mississippi, only open on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday for lunch and dinner. Locally owned, locally operated. I hear it's some fantastic brisket, so we'll have to put those two places. Got to put them on the list. Put them on the list. Now, Carol, you've been... Again, you've been talking about biscuits, and uh, tell me. Yes, tell me I have. Um, how as that's you coming recall, along. As you recall, that making biscuits is my New Year's resolution. Right, right. I remember that. And uh, I started with a recipe by uh, the great Southern cook Natalie Dupree. Mm-hmm. It's pretty standard Southern biscuit. Uh, I started. I've had some pretty spectacular failures. Yeah. But I'm I'm keeping on going. Uh, I had a good biscuit week this week, but. There's so much I need to learn, and I would love to hear from some other Southern cooks. But, you know, the main thing that I'm learning is that you need to use a soft Southern flour. Okay. And that would be White Lily or Martha White. And just, you know, from my old days at the Everyday Gourmet Cooking School, I already knew about that, that that the soft Southern wheat has less protein so it has less gluten content, and it's just oh. a much finer, you makes know, finer for, biscuit. For a lighter biscuit, perhaps? It makes for a lighter, it does make for a lighter biscuit. Mm. Uh, last week, I used a non-self-rising flour and forgot to you know, put anything in it, and the biscuits were hard as rocks. Uh-uh. So I'm wondering what other people use for a flour. Well, I, I think that's a, a good way to start it out. We got a caller from Louisiana. It's Timothy calling, and Timothy's going to talk to us about all sorts of stuff. What's up, buddy? Good morning, y'all. I got a question first. Okay. About, uh, Thirteen years ago, when I moved back to Louisiana from Los Angeles, uh, I was drifting around. I was actually looking for a place to live down in the south, you know, and I came through Mississippi and looked around over there, and then I ended up over here, but... I found a grocery store in Jackson that was an African grocery store. And I bought a lot of supplies while I was there. Now, I wonder if that place is still there. Um, I couldn't even give you a clue as to where it is, you know. I was just sort of driving around and found it, you know. Well, I hope we can help you find that. Help us, listeners. African grocery store in Jackson. Yeah. Yes, they had all kind of African spices and, and stuff that, you know, came in handy when you were cooking, you know. Yeah. So what are some and, of the things that you were able to find there that, that you were not able to find in a traditional grocery store? Oh, gosh. Um, oh. Didn't mean to give you a trick question there. Yeah, Timothy. but it's well, probably a I lot like, of spices. I, I, I just used up the last of the uh, the roast paprika that I got there. Uh-huh. And their, their paprika was better than any I've ever had, Okay. And one of my favorite dishes is peri-peri chicken, mm. which, oh, is yeah. a quart, 
which is a quarter cup of of uh, paprika, you know. So share your recipe with us. How do you cook that chicken? Oh, uh, okay. It's um, I well, my favorite way to do it now is with the Instapot. Boy, how do you know? In, in thirty minutes, you can go to frozen and plate it. You know, right? And uh, it's a quarter cup of of um, paprika. Um, three tablespoons of minced ginger. Mm. Um, let's see. Um, three tablespoons of minced garlic. Uh, a, uh, one cup of lemon juice. Whew. And then you you just put it all in the pot with a with a chicken and you know let her cook. Is that a whole chicken? Yeah. Well, uh, cut up chicken. You, you know. You cut up the entire chicken. Okay. Yeah. Wow, and what do you call it? Peri Peri Chicken. Peri Peri Chicken. P R I. Okay. Well, while you and Malcolm were talking, I went to the handy uh, Google app here, and it looks like there are two African stores in Jackson. Uh, one says, I, I don't know if I'm pr- pronouncing this correctly, Famaga, P H A M E G A, African Caribbean Market on Robinson Road. All right, that's one. And. Uh, let's see. Does that ring a bell, Timothy? That one doesn't. Okay, okay and then Darus Salam. Darus Salam. Uh-huh. Well, that Darus Salam. That you know that that sounds you know yeah that that sounds like it you know. And where is that? All Darryl? right, and I, you know I like to come over there and uh, to Jackson sometime behind the uh, Aladdin Market. Oh yeah. Aladdin, uh, um, restaurant is the Aladdin Market, you know, and it's like like oh, a yeah. little house. Yeah. And they got all kind of good spices there, too, you know? Well, Malcolm and I used to call Aladdin our uh, dining room. We used to eat there so much. Uh-huh. Well, I still eat there, but now that that uh, Sally is gone and, and you have yeah. Kara cooking for you, we're all kind of doing our doing our own cooking. But but Aladdin does have both a wonderful restaurant uh, there on Lakeland Drive and in Fondren and the, the great grocery store, as you say, out yeah. back in the little house. Yes, and you know, and there's another one thing I want to mention: biscuits. You know, yes, sir. Uh, when I was in Savannah, Georgia, there was a service in Savannah that would deliver biscuits and gravy twenty four seven. Oh man! Yikes! Okay, uh, it was a woman at the university there who got involved in it, and and you know, started up a little business, and, I mean, they had a bicycle delivery. I mean, you know, if you were at your hotel or motel like I was, yeah. and I, I, I heard their ad on the radio, I called them up, and, boy, howdy, 15, 20 minutes later, I had fresh hot biscuits with mm. gravy at my door at the hotel. That's fabulous. That lady must have had a Ph.D. in biscuits. That was her side. It was her side gig. Well, we appreciate you calling in, Timothy, and uh, hope we've helped you locate your grocery store that you're looking for. And now we're going to go to Chico, who's calling in from Oxford, but really Chico is from Tupelo. He's a hill country cultural ambassador of that part of the world. Chico Harris, what's happening, buddy? Good morning, Chico. Good morning, y'all. And this morning I'm in Enville, Mississippi. Enville. Right in between Tupelo and Oxford. Are you There's hitchhiking or are you in a, in a vehicle? I'm driving my girlfriend's car. Okay. <laughs> hey, but let me tell you, there is a good little grocery store, Enville Grocery, that has a nice section of gas station food, which has very good catfish, too. It's fillets. 
But uh-huh. it's, it's very good catfish, and I want to thank you for that tip on Crow's Grocery. Well, I got that info from my buddy Bill Barnett, who lives in Boonville, and he is good about uh, scoping out new eateries. He eats out every Friday night, and he's always looking for a new place to dine, and he's he's the one that turned me on to that one. Yeah, it sounds good. We drove right through there Saturday going to Nashville, and had I known then, I'd have stopped and got some whole catfish. There you go. I know you love a good whole fish. That's right. I wanted to comment on um, the passing of the Smitty's building. And oh. oh, man. No. Built in, built in 1880, you know, one of the anchors of the square. And I can think of seven different restaurants that have been in that building. Kelly English had two, and so I'm counting that as two. Uh-huh. And then there and, was uh, 208. 208, or Grundy's. I think Grundy's, Grundy's. was the first right. one. Most people know it as Smitty's. Then it was a place called the Blues Cafe for about two weeks. Right. That didn't last long. No. And then uh, Felipe, I can't remember the name. Felipe, who had the uh, something plant bakery in Oxford, opened up a place. He did a lot of renovation on that building. And he opened up a Mexican restaurant in there that stayed, it seems like, about a year. I can't remember. That's about 20 years ago. And, and, they're and then te- 208 was real good. Yeah, 208. So they're tearing it down, or, or it's already torn down, because of structural issues? Yeah, it was built in 1880 with 1880 materials, and I'll be honest, I'm surprised it didn't go down 20 years ago. They've been patching it up and trying to keep it from falling for decades. Well, I hope it didn't and harm the backside of square books there. It's my understanding that it's, it's, it's no problem with that. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, I used to uh, have a little newspaper in Oxford. Yeah, you did. And one of my, one of my features, the Epicurean Epic, I would take a band that was traveling through town, usually a band from up north or somewhere far off that I was coming through town, and I would take them to breakfast the morning after they played at Proud Larry's or whatnot at Smitty's. And it was usually a very cultural event for them. And I'd write a story about it and get great quotes, and they loved it and would go off and be ambassadors for it. Well, Chico, are you a biscuit maker? Or you got a favorite biscuit? No, I got a red-headed woman for that. She does such a better job than I ever could. I don't even try. <laughs> but you eat a biscuit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I done had three or four this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chico, as always, thanks a million for listening. Thanks so All much right. for calling in, and happy trails. And I hope to run into you one of these times when we're both in Tupelo at Johnny's because we keep missing That's right. each other. That's the place. I'll All buy right, you a Johnny y'all. burger. Sounds great. See you Thanks. Thank you. All right, we've got another listener. John from Jackson is calling about the hot sauce, the great hot sauce debate. What's up, John? Hey, uh, Malcolm. A great show as always. Hey, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't say I was at the Crew de Cardinal the other night at the South, and there was a vat of roast beef that Hallamal's made. Yeah. And it's if it's not the best I've ever had, it's number two because it was absolutely fantastic. So uh, he did a good job on that. Well, we'll shout out to PJ Lee who cooked <clears throat> most of that yeah. food on behalf of Howlin' Mouse. Thank you, PJ. Yeah. And what really was the good. event? Uh, the Crew de Cardinal is a fundraiser for uh, St. Richard's. It's a Mardi okay, Gras. Yeah, it's a Mardi Gras event yeah, for yeah, St. Richard's, which I have served as Grand Marshal of once upon a time. <laughs> and it's still going on. Uh, but listen, I a uh, hot sauce is a great thing. I actually collect hot sauces i have well in excess of a thousand and i'm lucky because i've been collecting them now for probably 30 years and people who know that when they travel across the world they always bring me two bottles one to eat and then one to put up in my display Mm. um but jennifer bro said she had a good thing you know different hot sauces uh you wouldn't use tabasco on 
Well, Tabasco is my favorite because it's, I think it's the most diverse. You can use it on just about everything, including vanilla ice cream. But, oh, uh, my you know, the gosh. Caller, the caller who just called in about the peri-peri pepper, you know, that's a really good pepper that probably not a lot of people have had. But um, my favorite, I think, at this point, and I do like all Louisiana hot sauces, but it's the Caribbean hot sauces. Yeah. Um, because I'm into jerk things, and, and the fire of the, uh, the Costco Bell and Scotch bonnet peppers are just fantastic. Mm. My um, brother, my brother Hal, loved those Caribbean peppers, and anytime anybody traveled there, they would bring him either <clears throat> some sauce or some peppers, and he would always experiment with them, blow the top of our heads off sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, he and I have actually had conversations about that sitting on his end of the bar there at uh, Hallamau's. He, he was a big fan of the Caribbean hot sauces. Loved them. Anyway, Loved uh, I'm going to continue to listen, but thanks for bringing this topic up. Well, John, we appreciate you calling, appreciate you listening, and we're going to go to break here. But before we go to break, I just got a, a text from my great buddy, Estes Scott Estes Key. Estes Scott Key from we, Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. Who we have traveled to, to, Ireland. to Ireland with once upon a time. Was that 2007, I believe? I don't remember. With Donnie but, Bruce Browning. And, and, but we did have some Irish breakfast. Yes, we did. He said that he made an iced chocolate gingerbread over the weekend because he was too lazy to make Weidman's pie, which is what he really wanted. And that's Weidman's in Meridian. He said it was quite good. Iced chocolate gingerbread. He says he'll send us the recipe, so we'll share that when we get it. Esther, send us some gingerbread. Mm-mm-mm. That is some kind of good looking stuff. All right, time for a break. Uh, we will be back after this uh, little pause. We encourage you to call one 672 Deep South Dining. Carol and I will be right back. And we're remember, today is open topic. So anything on your mind, your little hearts, please give us a call. We'll entertain questions, comments, recipes. Love to hear from you. Deep and South really Dining. need some tips about biscuits. Stay on it, what Carol. What kind of fat do you use? Yeah. Are you lard, Crisco, butter? Let me know. Let's talk about biscuits. Let's do. And hot sauce and other things. We'll be right back after this break. contractor ever tell you of the price of something and it sounds so high you think eh, maybe I'll try it myself. Some jobs just aren't that difficult and yes you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things listen to Fix It 101 podcast everywhere. You're listening to Deep South Dining right here on MPB Think Radio. Carol Puckett with Malcolm White. Open topic. Open I love topic. an open topic. Absolutely. Look, I got a couple of events I want to tell our listeners about to put on your calendars to be thinking about. First of all, on March the 25th it is the Beth Israel Food Fest. So you can go to uh, Beth Israel and pick up food. You can call them on the phone. They'll prepare your order for you. It's a great time uh, to celebrate uh, culture in Jackson and to eat some good uh, food from the Jewish folk over at the Beth Israel Temple. 
Also, on the uh, 30th of April at the Cathead uh, Distillery, an event with author Melissa Martin. She has a brand-new cookbook called The Mosquito Supper Club, and Melissa is out of New Orleans. And I will be hosting her, and uh, I will be interviewing her live at Cathead uh, again on April 30th at 5 o'clock in the afternoon at the Cathead Distillery, talking to Melissa Martin and her brand-new book, The Mosquito Supper Club. So we invite everybody to attend that event. So we're talking about hot sauce and biscuits and all sort of fun stuff this morning on Deep South Dining. If you have a question, comment, feel free to give us a call. We've got a few callers lined up here. Joe. We'll go to Joe, who's calling from Tippa County. And, man, do I know that part of the world. What's going hey, on, uh, buddy? Uh, my mother made great biscuits, and she said that people that <clears throat> used to mess up their biscuits by kneading them too much or, or stirring them too much. Uh, the, the, if you just get them uh, stirred good enough to mix it pretty good, just dump it out on the on the board and, and uh, don't, don't knead it like you do uh, you know, like uh, bread that's got yeast in it. Uh-huh. Just smooth, smooth them out and cut them. Well, I really appreciate you talking about that because I think that's one of one of the biggest mistakes that novice biscuit makers yeah. do is, you know, thinking you're dealing with pastry flour and yeah, right. you working it too much. And if you work it too much, you're not going to get the layers. Right. So and you, I, then this open topic, I had my wife surprised me the other night, brought me some ice cream and asked me to guess what flavor it was. And I guessed all kind of flavors, and it turned out it was buttermilk ice cream. Mm. Oh man, I do like and, buttermilk ice cream, and it, it's really good. Uh, she won't she won't tell me how she made it, <laughs> but uh, but I, I thought it was very good. And was, that was a new one on me. I'll well, tell you something. I like buttermilk in pancakes, of course, but I my newest oh, yeah. uh, favorite is buttermilk waffles. I don't know if you've ever yeah. tried that. Well, well, I but, think but, it, it all goes back cream. to biscuits. Uh, I can, I can ice cream get... tastes like it's got some kind of fruit flavor in it, but it's not. It's just a regular taste. It's very good. How's everything in Tippa County? Uh, sort of cloudy. Sort of cloudy. You live yeah. in Ripley or you live out in the county? Well, I live in Ripley, but I, up in Walnut, I have a 90 acre farm up there. I go up there every day. I'm on my way up there now. Up to Walnut? Yeah. Well, man, we sure do appreciate you listening and appreciate you calling in. It's always good. Well, to... I always listen on my way to the farm. You're a good man, <laughs> Joe. We appreciate it. And okay. uh, it's good to hear from folks up in the hill country. I'd like to hear about buttermilk, uh, like dairies. What small dairies are there in Mississippi that that have more of, of a, a chunky uh-huh. buttermilk? Oh, I wonder if uh, Brown's Dairy does buttermilk. I don't know. I don't know. I'd I'd like. I'd like to know because the the chunkier, the more of the chunks, the more fat that goes in your biscuits. So, if you know some locally sourced buttermilk, Carol and I'd love to hear from you today on Deep South Dining. You can just give us a shout out here at one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four and talk about buttermilk. Got another caller on the line. We're going to J.W. calling in from T-T-T-U-P-E-E-E-L-O, Tupelo. He's going to talk about tomato gravy on biscuits. Yeah, my mom uh, would make biscuits and my dad. Now, my dad 
made layered biscuits, so they were kind of flaky, and hers were just big cat head homemade biscuits. But they made a tomato gravy. You make it just like you would brown gravy, but you use tomato. Uh, we use canned tomatoes now, but back then they had canned their own tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I grew up on that. And of course, when I had kids, um, my youngest daughter, even after she left home, every time she came, I had to make biscuits and tomato gravy until I finally told her, I said, know you need to get in here and learn how to do this and she did and uh so now when i go visit her she makes me tomato tomato gravy and biscuits but um well i want to hear how you make the tomato gravy i know you're saying it's just like a brown gravy but uh i think our listeners would like to know and i know i would well of course we grew up you know eating everything that was unhealthy we had bacon and so you take the bacon grease and you brown your flour just like you would if you was making, you know, brown gravy to go on mashed potatoes. And then you add the tomatoes, which would have the liquid to make it, you know, whatever thickness you want. Of course, ours was pretty thick. And uh, you butter your biscuit, and then you open it up. And just like you put sausage gravy on it, you put the tomato gravy. You put black pepper in it. Um you just kind of make it your own. You start out with a foundation of just making gravy and then whatever flavor you like. Might add uh, some hot sauce. Uh. Might add some. Well, I, we, t- we took a trip in the mid-60s. I'm 64 or so. Uh, and went down to Avery Island and toured the Tabasco uh, pepper plant. And uh, they had these huge bats that they would age that pepper sauce for four years mm. and uh it's not my favorite because the tabasco is a very distinctive it's kind of like tony Sachery's. it's got a very distinctive flavor but i like the louisiana hot sauce the best it's got a good spice it's kind of like zataran creole seasoning it doesn't overpower the dish it just adds that kick and uh that's kind of where i'm at i'm from north louisiana so with a bunch of rednecks, and <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite. I worked in the oil field when I was younger, and most of the time, if they weren't speaking directly to me, they were speaking for a Cajun friend. So I kind of had a both my mom and dad cooked, and so I got that from them. And then with the Louisiana uh, twist on it, when I came to Mississippi, I had to tone back the heat. Uh, they said it was good, but they'd be sweating so bad for me. To get. So I make a mean etouffee, and uh, and and I've kind of introduced some folks around here to that. So that's y'all show too. I enjoy listening to public broadcasting. I've been doing it since I was a kid, and uh, when I was a kid, we had two channels, and then we got uh, Louisiana public broadcasting on television. So we had. A lot of uh, Justin Wilson was a big uh, thing in my life as far as watching his cooking shows and learned a lot about Louisiana cuisine. And, and uh, that was a long time before Emerald ever came right. to the scene. So, yeah. Well, JW, we appreciate you listening, appreciate you calling. Uh, I'm also am a big fan of Justin Wilson, I guarantee. 
I learned a lot watching him on TV. Uh, we're going to go now to Princess calling in from Natchez on the river. What's going on, Princess? How are you today? Thank you for taking my call. Thank you for calling. I just wanted to share uh, my experience with hot sauce. I um, I love uh, a uh, sauce that is made with habanero peppers. Mm-hmm. It, it is made in Mexico, and uh, it is made in oil. You don't need very much. You just need just a little dab. And believe me, it will make whatever you're making very, very hot. So you have to be careful. Right. Okay. Now, a second uh, sauce that I love, because this one is very, very mild. Very mild. You don't have to worry about going to the refrigerator and get a sip of uh, cold water or cold milk in order to uh, pinch the fire in your mouth. <laughs> The name of this of uh, of uh, hot sauce, I call it pinja. 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 Yes, it's from West Cameroon. Oh. Oh. Okay. It, we it, didn't talk about African hot sauces. Yes. Yes, and it it is awesome. But believe me, the anatomy of the pepper is very very small, but this pepper it is very powerful. Now, uh, according to my ancestors. Uh, where we went to visit the uh, Mayan and the uh, Aztec uh, ruins in Mexico. Yeah. Some of, some of the legends say that the reason why Mexican people love so much hot sauce is because the uh, hot peppers and the hot sauce will kill the parasites ah. in your stomach. So it's like a tradition. Right. And are your people from the uh, Tulum area, from the... Uh well, I'm a mixed. Uh-huh. I'm mixed. I'm American Indian, Indian Hispanic. Wow. So uh, it is a long, long history in my blood uh, heritage. So it will take long, long time, and you don't want it to get involved in that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, we do appreciate you calling, though, with these uh, intriguing uh, on, uh, hot sauces. So the first one uh, was from uh, Mexico. Uh, yes, habanero. The habanero. H a b o n e r o. Right. It's, ma- it's made in oil. In oil, yeah, that's cool. Yes, and then the second one uh, the, is a very mild. Uh, they call it pinja. Pinja, okay. Uh, uh, hot sauce. Yes, it is from West Cameroon. Excellent. Thank you, Princess, for calling in from Natchez this morning on Open Topic. We're talking a lot about hot sauce. Who's next? We're going to Tom in Madison. What's up, old Massey? Uh, Malika. What you got uh, cooking, buddy? Okay. Uh, well, with St. Patty's coming up, mm. what about a recipe with Colcannon? Uh, for Colcannon, and I'm thinking a little crystal hot sauce on that might be pretty tasty too. Okay. What? 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 Tell us about the whole the whole recipe, the whole dish. Well, it's it's uh, potatoes. Right. Uh, Cabbage, onions, and bacon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you boil it up, mix it up, and it's really, really good. Wow. Yeah, the name Kalkanen comes from, uh, it's an Irish name, Celtic name for white-headed cabbage. White-headed yeah. cabbage. Yeah. yeah. 
Malcolm, we had some so, in yeah, Ireland. We, we, did. we did. With Estes and, yeah. and Donnie Bruce. Yeah, we, we've had our we share. Do, do, well, you make, do you make this dish, Tom? Well, Terrell does. Ah, actually. The, the uh, great cook in the house. Yes, yes, absolutely. But anyway, it's, uh, it's extremely good. Sounds good. I'll have to get some leftovers next time you'll make it. I'll do that. And uh, I'm thinking I'm thinking crystal or Louisiana hot sauce with it. So Both? There you go. Mm-hmm. Two hot sauce. Well, thanks yeah. for listening. Thanks sure. for calling in. A little Irish for you there this morning, Carol. And, Malcolm, we've had a bunch of callers, and I see that somebody who was calling about frozen butter has dropped off the call list, oh. and I hope she'll call back. Frozen butter. I'm, because we need to know about it in absolutely. my biscuit search. All right. We're going to take Bill calling in from Greenwood. Hey, Bill, what's cooking? Oh, how y'all doing? Real good. I've been watching some Irish stew. I'm going to ask you about it. You know, uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day coming up. Right. But nobody seems to be interested in it. I want to cook it and everything. So I was wondering... Did anybody make any Irish stew down in Jackson? Well, my brother always cooked Irish stew uh, on the week of St. Patty's Day, and he used lamb. So he would he would cut up his vegetables, and uh, he would he would marinate his lamb in red wine uh, in in red wine uh, the night before, and then he would put the lamb over in with the vegetables, the potatoes, and the peppers, and the carrots, and he used these little uh, uh, sweet peas, these little English peas. But he made a fantastic Irish stew every year uh, with the lamb, and it was just delicious. And, you know, it, it's a perfect combination with the dish that our last caller talked about, Colcannon. It's a very traditional way to eat Irish stew and Colcannon, and I hope a lot of people do that. So is the Colcannon just sort of a stewed cabbage dish? And potatoes. Yeah, it's like mashed potatoes and, uh-huh. and cabbage. Perfect accompaniment. Well, tis the season. St. Patty's is just around the corner, March 17. Of course, the parade this year is on the 28th. We moved it to the fourth we'll weekend. We'll celebrate it again. That way we can have a week of St. Patrick's. And a uh, week of Jackson. Irish stew. Absolutely. All right, break time. We'll be back uh, with Carol and myself and callers like yourself. If you're interested in talking to us, asking questions, sharing a recipe, uh, biscuit recipe, or talking about hot sauce. It's open topic. That means everyone is welcome. It's Deep South Dining right here on MPB Think Radio. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone, Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. Deep South Dining right here on MPB Think Radio. Malcolm White with Carol Puckett. And I want to remind you that if you ever miss any part of our conversation, you can always listen to past episodes by subscribing to the podcast where you can get each and every one of our shows. You can download it on the MPB media app or your favorite uh, podcast app anytime. Past shows, share with your friends. We love it when people listen again. Carol, we have heard about some uh, biscuit. Did you feel like we're getting good biscuit uh, feedback? Well, I, we, I we've feel talked like about over needy, not being over needy. Exactly. Biscuits can't be over needy. We talked about the flour. 
You wanted to hear a little bit about uh, the, about the fat. The and fat. Yes, mm-hmm. I was. I was sorry that our caller from Madison slipped away because she was going to talk about frozen butter. Oh, and that's something I just read about that um, people actually freeze a stick of butter and then grate it to keep Into. it cold. I mean, to keep it cold. And you know, one of the great things, uh, the great rules of biscuit making or suggestions is to chill all your ingredients. And so when you're putting fat into the biscuits, and Mm -hmm. a lot of them, you either cut your lard or Crisco in tiny bits, or grating butter sounds really interesting. Oh, I never tried that. All right, we've got a caller all the way from Mobile, Alabama. (laughs) It's the biscuit call, Carol. It's Gene. Hey, Gene, what's cooking? Hey, man, let me tell you something. Y'all make your biscuits too difficult. Go get you some heavy whipping cream. Mix it in your flour. Make it consistent of whatever you want with your biscuits. And that's all you got to do to make the finest biscuits you ever ate. Whipping cream and flour. That's exactly right, sir. Yeah, right. we're making it all too hard, but you're a natural. See, I grew up with womp biscuits. You know, those biscuits, like yes, Pillsbury, that you, you womp them on the counter. Uh-huh. And they opened up. My mother had six children, and she wasn't studying on making biscuits. She was just studying. <laughs> she was doing something about making biscuits. Yeah, she she certainly was. But um, I hope someday to be as proficient as you and just be able to do stir it. some whipping cream into the flour and just That's keep. All you got to do makes a wonderful biscuit. But you you can you can take ten people and give them the same ingredients, and ten people make different biscuits out of the same ingredients. It's just, you know, it's just a matter of doing it. But, but that's an easy way of doing it. You just take the whipping heavy cream and make it in there, and, and you ain't got to put nothing else in it. Just make, you know how to make your biscuit dough up, and you can, you can roll them out by hand or you can roll them out on the table. But you, like you said, you don't want to work them too long. I mean, you don't do that. But anyway. Okay, Jane. So, now, for the rest of us, we've got to learn. I mean, you're, you're saying it's so easy to learn the exact feel of, of so you know where, where you're going with it. I don't know that yet. Well, you can't mess them up too bad. Okay. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it and report back next week. You let me know because I'm telling you, you, I I read that in the magazine one time years ago, and I don't cook about it all the time, but the simplest way to make a biscuit, you ain't got to just pour the whipping cream in there. Now, you can make it with half and half, but the the whipping cream's a little better. Now, do they rise? Oh, heck yeah. Okay. What kind of flour do you use? I usually use Martha White or something like that. Uh Yeah, I've got to have that Martha White. You don't have to do nothing that. You just, pour, just mix it up and make it consistent. You know, if you make biscuits, whatever consistency you want to make it out of. You want it too dry, you don't want it too wet. But well, yeah, that's one up. reason southern biscuits and southern pastries are so much better because traditionally of the flour we mm-hmm. use. It's this softer flour and as opposed to a northern flour or a hard flour yeah. like uh, King Arthur or uh, Gold Medal or those. They're, oh. they're a different flour. Mm-hmm. Although I, I, I was a firefighter, and when I first went to work out there, I went to the grocery store one day and bought some flour. would come back with it, and they sent me back. Said, you, you got to have the white lily. You can't have this gold metal flour. We don't want this stuff. Oh, boy. So, well, so you I, know, there there was just a major trauma a few years ago, maybe back in 2008, when Smuckers bought white lily. Mm-hmm. And, you know, white lily was made for over 100 years in Knoxville, and... All of the cooks, and including all the professional cooks, people were just going crazy because they were moving White Lily to the Midwest. And um, people felt like they could really tell the difference. You don't hear about that much anymore because I guess that's that's what we have. 
but smokers promised that they were using exactly, you know, the same ingredients and everything. But a shout out to White Lily Flower. Yeah. Hey, and we just got an email from a listener uh, regarding hot sauce, and uh, they're recommending Cajun Chef. And they say it's hard to get. So, Carol, can you check on your uh, Google machine there? Yeah, I'll check. Gene, we appreciate you calling from Mobile and giving us the uh, down and dirty on uh, biscuits. I think you're keeping it simple, and sometimes that's the best way. Just some heavy whipping cream with your flour and let it rip, Carol. That's my next Sunday morning biscuit. (laughs) Thanks, Gene. Appreciate it. Is it time to go already? Wow. That hour just flew away. It did. Open topic. People like an open topic. Yeah. Well, Carol, I'll see you next Monday. It's always good to be here on MPB Think Radio with you. Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting's Think Radio. We are funded by generous contributions from listeners like you, so don't be afraid to give. Our show is produced by the one and only, the magnificent Java Chapman. And we appreciate each and every one of you listening and calling in. Again, for my co-host, Carol Puckett, I'm Malcolm White. We ask that you stay tuned now for Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey, followed by Southern Remini Healthy and Fit with Dr. Josie Bidwell at 11. Join us each and every Monday at 9 o'clock in the morning for Deep South Dining right here on MPB Think Radio.